discuss concerning injury news for Kenyon Drake, Tyra Williams, and Deontay Johnson on this episode of Fantasy Football in 15. Hey everyone, what's up and welcome in to another episode of Fantasy Football in 15 here at The Athletic. I am Michael Beller. It is Tuesday, August 25th, joined as always by Derek Van Riper. DVR, how's it going today? It's going well, Beller. I can feel the uh, rush of emails and text messages uh, about to rain down upon us as home league drafts get finalized and put on the calendar and just looking forward to building some teams again. Would you think I'm a total psycho if I told you that I got my home league uh, organized every single year in like June? I'm not surprised because I know you, (laughs) but uh, our league, I think ever since our commissioner became a dad a few years ago, I think it's more of a a last minute sort of thing with a few little ones around. Uh, We usually get a, a message about two to three days before we squeeze the draft in. So I'm actually about a week away from getting that particular message, but... You know, it's the it's the height of draft season. I'm excited. It is. I'm excited as well. I've got four drafts coming up in the next week or so. So looking forward to all of that. We got some really good news from the league on Monday. They released the results of their latest COVID-19 testing update. The league conducted 53,000 tests between August 12th and 20th. 23,000 or so of those were conducted on players. There were a total of six positive zero of those were players. So very positive, happy, good news coming from the league with that all the stuff over the weekend just a bunch of false positives so uh, league players team staff everyone involved definitely deserves to be commended for the way things have gone thus far in training camp move on to some player news here some bad news coming out of Arizona on Monday Kenyon Drake not only sat out practice but sat out with a boot on his foot Cliff Kingsbury and Kenyon Drake both saying the right things at this time Cliff Kingsbury said it was precautionary said Drake has some soreness didn't give any details as to what that soreness is foot ankle leg whatever didn't say what just soreness Kenyon Drake tweeted after practice I'm good so Take that for what it's worth. He's still going as a late first, early second round pick. And unless we get really bad news on this DVR, I don't see that moving very much over the next couple of weeks. How concerned are you after hearing this? How aggressive do you think you'll be on Chase Edmonds after hearing this? I'm only a little bit concerned, but I think it does give me a little more interest in Chase Edmonds. I think at the price, I'm generally not buying into Kenyon Drake this draft season anyway. I know what he did down the stretch in eight games with the Cardinals last season was very impressive. I know we have sky-high expectations for this offense as a whole. I'm just having a difficult time believing that he's going to put up five yards a carry over a full season, or even four and a half yards per carry over a full season in which he has the starting job. So I think Edmonds, in the one game that he really had to kind of call the backfield his own last season, looked like a legitimate NFL starter, so I think he's a, a credible threat to the touches that Kenyon Drake gets on a weekly basis, even if it's a 65-35 or 70-30 split that favors Drake initially, I think there's at least a chance that Edmonds plays his way into a larger role over the course of the season. So I'm not really concerned about the injury at this point. I do think a boot can be precautionary. I don't think that's coach speak or any sort of deflection to make it seem less serious than it really is. But this was a situation that I was a little bit wary of even prior to any sort of physical issue for Kenyon Drake. 
All right, you hit on the Edmonds case, and you were already a little bit wary of this. I was all in on Kenyon Drake. It was partially because of him. It was, I would say, 80% because of him and 20% because I wanted to find a way to invest in this Arizona offense. But the three primary ways to do it, Drake, Hopkins, and Kyler Murray are very popular ways to invest in this offense. So I wanted to be able to sort of guarantee an, op- an avenue into this team wherever I could find it. So I would say it was 80-20 there. So I'll take this from the Drake side. I am a little bit concerned. And it's not necessarily because of this boot thing being a thing right now. It's more because of the opportunity cost, right? If you're going to spend a late first, early second round pick on Kenyon Drake, other guys who you're looking at in that range include... Uh, Joe Mixon, Josh Jacobs, Aaron Jones, um, maybe Austin Eckler, depending on your uh, level of interest in him, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Julio Jones. Those are the sorts of guys you're talking about. You can probably get two of them because if you're taking Kenyon Drake in a standard draft, you're likely picking at the back end of the first round. So you're looking at you know two of those seven or eight guys somewhere in that group. I don't know if I can pass on all of those guys with Kenyon Drake unless we get some good news in the next week or so. It starts to become a little bit concerning. We know the team wants to use Chase Edmonds anyway, and if he is still in a boot, a guy who we've never seen handle a workhorse role, even though he has flashed some immense skills both in that eight-game run with Arizona last year and even before that in Miami, it does make me a little bit concerned. I start to get worried about the opportunity cost that is associated with Kenyon Drake. So fingers crossed that we get some good news in the next week or so. Some other news coming out of Monday's training camps. A couple of Giants uh, suffering injuries on Monday. Saquon Barkley limped off the field toward the end of practice, did come back. So hopefully nothing there. Darius Slayton was also working with the trainers on Monday. No word on what either injury is, but for the time being, not too concerned about either of those. We'll revisit these on Tuesday, Wednesday, and if they're still lingering, maybe we can get into them then. Joe Mixon also mispracticed on Monday, but RJ Morrison, our Bengals beat writer here at The Athletic Reporting, not expected to be a serious thing. Again, something we'll keep our eye on over the next 24, 48 hours. Auden Tate having a strong camp, and with the, the injuries to A.J. Green, T. Higgins, although he did return on Monday, maybe Auden Tate becomes someone we start to think about later on as a late-round flyer. We did see him have some fantasy relevance last year. A big injury at the wide receiver position out in uh, Vegas. Tyrell Williams has a torn labrum. Now, he is going to try to play through this injury. He is putting off the surgery. He's going to try to play through it, but... That is a big ask for any player to play through a serious shoulder injury. All it takes is one tackle, one big hit, and suddenly it could be something where he can't play through it any longer. For me, DVR, this puts Tyrell Williams off my board and starts to make those other Raiders pass catchers pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think with Tyrell Williams, you're talking about a guy who's going to get five or six targets most weeks when he's healthy. Some of those shots are are downfield, so he can make big plays and be kind of useful as a fringy wide receiver three in the right sort of settings but the other receivers they've brought in are more interesting Henry Ruggs of course the first round pick very explosive and even better deep threat than Tyrell Williams I think this bumps up his target floor a little bit it may also make things a little more stable for the other rookie Brian Edwards Uh, with Hunter Renfro I think he's kind of separate of Tyrell Williams because of how much he works out of the slot and I think with Darren Waller what we saw from him last year He's pretty stable in terms of his week-to-week role as well. The thing I wonder about with the Raiders' offense is, do you like Darren Waller more 
uh, from an efficiency perspective with more weapons on the field around him. Because you know, last season, defenses could try and really kind of game plan a bit more for him once they realized how much of a threat he was early in the season. Now with Ruggs and Edwards out there, I feel like that's a little bit more difficult to do. Yeah, I think beauty's in the eye of the beholder a lot of times when it comes to that. Would you rather have volume or would you rather have less attention paid to your guy by the defense, right? I think you can craft an argument that supports either side. I do think that Darren Waller is going to benefit from having other people take attention away from him because it's going to be hard for teams to put their best defensive back, their best safety, right, their best coverage guy on him. And I think they were able to get away with that. Obviously, you're not going to throw a corner on Darren Waller, but you were able to, you know, with linebackers, with safeties, get some decent coverage on him, especially once he showed himself to be the threat that he was. Now with a guy like Henry Ruggs in the mix, I don't think they're going to be able to do that quite so easily. And Brian Edwards does become interesting. You know, we'd already talked about him as having a chance to eclipse Tyrell Williams even before this injury. This team went out, spent a third round pick on him, and you already have Darren Waller as a big pass catcher. You spend the first round pick on Henry Ruggs, and he was the first receiver off the board, so clearly the Raiders were planting a flag there, and then they circle right back in the third round and get another wide receiver. So I think that tells you what this team thinks about Brian Edwards, someone to pay attention to. I think he suddenly becomes an interesting late round guy in deeper leagues. Maybe you think about Nelson Aguilar or Zay Jones as interesting deep round guys. But again, we're talking deep league, 16 team sort of formats for those guys to get into the picture. We've got some more news for Monday's practice. We'll be right back with that after this. All right, DVR, more news from Monday's practice. Preston Williams, so far, avoiding setbacks. Very good news. We think that that should be a pretty exciting offense, sneakily exciting offense, I think, with Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, Mike Kosicki, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tua Tagovailoa, whoever it's going to be under center. Not a bad team to think about getting some investment in. Hopefully, Preston Williams is able to stay healthy after tearing the ACL last year. Mike Williams, we talked about him on Monday's show. Uh, we have the results of his test today sprained shoulder chargers for now saying that he is week to week so we have to assume week to week means that week one is in question for Mike Williams Tampa Bay their buck their running backs are struggling with drops Ronald Jones Keyshawn Vaughn both having issues connecting with Tom Brady thus far in camp I think those deep league players out there might want to remember the name Dario Gunbawale we were excited about him as the pass catcher there last year didn't happen, but we know what Tom Brady has done with James White in the past. Maybe he finds a new Wisconsin pass catching back to love in his new home with Tampa. Uh, Brett Veach, the Chiefs GM, just confirming what a lot of people already think, saying that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to have a big year as our key phrase, primary ball carrier. We didn't think that that was not in the cards for him after Damian Williams opted out, but very good to hear it straight from the horse's mouth. So those uh, mid-first round picks, get ready because that is about as high as a pick you're going to have to have if you want Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on your fantasy team this season. One more big injury to talk about at the wide receiver position. It is Deontay Johnson. This one sort of snuck up on us because you know there's not a whole lot of um, information about it. It doesn't sound like anything too serious as it started, but we are now going on five days since Deontay Johnson has practiced. Was last on the practice field for Pittsburgh last Wednesday, out with an undisclosed injury. Really no details on it. He did have sports hernia surgery over the winter after Pittsburgh's season ended, having just missed out on the playoffs last year. But all the reports coming from the Steelers were that by the end of June, he was totally good, ready to go. The fact that he hasn't practiced now for almost a week 
Sending up some alarm bells, still the wide receiver 34 by ADP in August DVR, 77.34 overall. So we're talking about the middle of the seventh round in a 12-team league. If we don't get some good news soon, that might look like a scarily high price for this guy. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little high anyway because James Washington, even if he's third in terms of target volume, could get enough and make enough big plays to really take away from Johnson's floor a bit. I think the question is, if Deontay Johnson misses time, are you elevating Washington more or are you elevating Eric Ebron at tight end more in this offense? I think I'm elevating Washington more because Washington has a skill set that is unique to Pittsburgh's offense, right? I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster, unquestionably the best receiver on this team, but he's not a big stretch the field, make these huge plays deep downfield. He's more of a complete receiver. James Washington is already going to play that deep threat role for Pittsburgh. Now, if you're just throwing more targets his way, there is some significant volume that could uh, ultimately be at play for him. So I think he's already interesting, as you said. And if we're now going to be throwing a few additional targets per game his way, even if it's just an early season thing, right? Even if Deontay Johnson is totally fine by week three, and even there we're speculating, he becomes a more interesting guy. And if he can have himself a few good games early, maybe he becomes a trade piece. Maybe he opens up enough eyes in Pittsburgh where that target floor increases for the rest of the season. He is definitely someone who was already on my radar and will remain strongly on my radar unless we get some news you know, in the next day or two that Deontay Johnson is totally fine and back where the Steelers expected him to be at the start of the summer. Yeah, I think it makes sense. I mean, I think the key here is Roethlisberger's health, right? There were some... Reports from the early days of practice that he was maybe not airing it out as much as he normally does. I, I want to keep an eye out and see if reports get better on that front, too, because if Washington's primary function is stretching the field and Roethlisberger isn't really comfortable airing it out, you know that does limit some of the ceiling he brings. But at the price especially, I love taking James Washington as one of my last receivers because if he does emerge as the wide receiver, too, in this offense, there could be a really nice payoff. Some wide receivers who are going in the same draft day neighborhood as Deontay Johnson include Jarvis Landry, Julian Edelman, Brandon Cooks, Marvin Jones, Christian Kirk. So that's the sort of receiver you'll have to likely pass on if you end up going for Deontay Johnson. So you definitely want to keep an eye on those practice reports coming out of Pittsburgh. We want to see him back soon because we are now inside three weeks to that first big Sunday of the NFL season. Let's end this show with a few Good pieces of injury news. Four guys who returned to practice on Monday include Lamar Jackson, Tyreek Hill, Melvin Gordon, and Boston Scott. So happy to see all those guys back on the field. Treat them exactly as you were already treating them before all of their relatively minor injury scares. That's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Football in 15. Please rate review, subscribe to the show. We love the subscriptions. Obviously, the ratings and reviews, those mean a lot to us as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking us out. For DVR, I'm Michael Beller. Fantasy Football in 15 will be back with you tomorrow. Until then, have a great day.